What is up, everybody? This is Caleb Loomis coming back at you at Speaking Llama. And I am so excited to be back here in my own new studio, if you will. At least I'm going to call it my studio from here on out, Alex. But we've been off a few weeks. It is March already. It It's an exciting time. We have lots of great news that have happened this week in the midst of March Madness. And, you know, on top of all that, I got married a few weeks ago. So I am doing, I'm having a really great spring. Alex, how about you? Okay, well, I'm doing fantastic. The weather here in Texas is finally at that like two week point where it's perfect weather uh, before it gets ridiculously hot. So uh, I'm loving life, enjoying it. My dog Malcolm is living his best life in the warm weather as well. But do we think Malcolm from Survivor is living his best life right now? I hope so. Yeah, me too. I hope the best for him, you know? Yeah. That guy. We all do. Exactly. Well, Caleb, you, you mentioned, <laughs> you know, several exciting things. March Madness, your, your wedding. Uh, what, what's been the best part? The, the best part. People, people. Survivors coming back. We're I, here. I, I might cry just a little bit knowing that Jeff Probst is out somewhere on an island in Fiji with a bunch of random folks telling everyone to come on in everybody i've got all the fixings for you and you just gotta dig deep survivor season 41 if you haven't already heard they announced officially on wednesday and the time of this recording today survivor is filming again yes sir and here we are and we had to come back from our brief hiatus in between season one and season two of our podcast to do this uh what i call a soft launch into season two to talk about it you know and and kill i don't know about you we're both working a lot of hours this week so i do know that about you but i don't know if you have looked up anything about season 41 looked up any commentary been on reddit i have not done any of that like Let's i see. literally just saw the instagram post that our friend jesse ross uh sent to us shout out to jesse to make sure i saw it uh, follow his YouTube channel, New Board Game Design. Um, not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, but yet, <laughs> but uh, so this is all new. So I'm sure we're stealing ideas from someone, but we haven't read them yet, so doesn't really matter, right? I'm sure. Well, you know, Alex, you've told me plenty of time that I'm always right. So all of these ideas are original. They're all ours, um, and we're gonna copy laying out copyright right now. For all of those that's how copyright works right i think so we just yeah. like claim it i th- see I, I always thought copyright was like you just choose words you don't want other people to make money off of like taylor swift does she like copyrights lyrics interesting. you know interesting yeah. sorry i'm merging my my two mm-hmm. um dominant parts of my trivia knowledge together well, today. I, well see i was just going to reference the office when you know michael scott you know declares bankruptcy by shouting out in the middle of the office i declare bankruptcy so if we just say we declare copyright is it done it's done anyways done. yes we are oh man alex i am so excited i can't even contain myself after just what has been a long year uh, and a long week in particular long two weeks in particular um for just everything going on uh, right now in our nation and just COVID. And it's nice to have, you know, TV at its finest. Survivor at its finest is an, not just an escape, 
but a way, a way for all of us to jump in and be a part of something together, uh, following along people, sharing stories, sharing dreams, watching great people win and cheering against the villains of the show. We are back, people. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'm, I'm saying all this now and it's just going to... <laughs> It's going to get ripped out from under me, isn't it, Alex? It might. It might. So you're like the eternal optimist over there of just like, oh, it's just, this is just the dream. This is amazing. And I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I agree. I agree. So, uh, Caleb, what do you think, or what, do you, what are you most excited about season 41? Like, what do you think is going to change? What do you think is going to stay the same? I mean, we're coming off of Winners at War, which felt kind of like the end of a chapter. So now we are starting a new chapter uh, a year later. What are you hoping for? Yeah, this is a great. And just so we're clear, I think you kind of mentioned this, but so it's clear, people, this is not a normal episode for uh, Speaking Llama. We are kind of, we were so excited to hear about the news. We have stuff planned. We'll talk about that here in a little while uh, for the future of this next couple of weeks. But we are so excited. We had to get back on the air. We had to record something to talk about this because it's something we've been waiting for a long time. Uh, and Alex, though, to answer your question, what I most hope about Survivor in season 41 is that they were really able to take a step back and say, okay, let's look at the state of Survivor. Season 40, 40 was a milestone. It's the end of an era in some ways. We've introduced some really great successful things like the Hidden Immunity Idol and other, other different advantages like Steal a Vote and Extra Vote. We've had some not so good successes. Edge of Extinction. Uh, edge of extinction sorry I, did i say that twice uh, <laughs> ghost island G- ghost island uh, ghost island had so much potential so much potential um but honestly right to be able to kind of say like okay where what is survivor going in the next couple of years and be able to say like okay because normally if you don't if you aren't familiar with the filming structure cycle of survivor right they film in you know usually march april may june both seasons both the fall season and the spring season so by the time the spring season of survivor that is airing is finishing up they have already started filming the next season and so realistically they haven't had any time to make any changes from feedback or reactions to previous seasons so really when everyone did not like edge of extinction in the end of season 38 they it was too late to take edge of extinction out and winners at war right that's just the point and so i'm excited to see how they continue to shape and grow the show i'm really intrigued how and i hope they continue to do it how do they will use fire tokens uh, without edge of extinction because i do think they're an interesting game mechanic that provides more layers to the game and anything that provides more layers of strategy to the game is i think beneficial to the game edge of extinction could have technically added more la- added more layers but not not enough to be effective and it kind of went against the spirit of the show so th- that's my overall thoughts i have more kind of like ideas down there you know i'm i'm all about ideas alex but what about you what uh, what are you hoping for in season 41 yeah i feel like the a couple things i'm hoping for are almost um they kind of contrast each other a little bit so i'm, I'm fine with that uh but one, I think I would love to see uh, just some really great uh, first-time Survivor players. You know, they, they've made the switch to 
um, having a more diverse cast. They've made a switch to casting more fans. And so I'm really excited to see what they do with that. And I, I anticipate a lot of great gameplay coming from that. Um, historically, obviously, some recruits have been good game players, but for the most part, fans have been really the players making big moves, uh, making exciting moves, making it fun TV to watch because they just love the show and are excited to be there. So I would love to see a bunch more fans and, and first time players. The same time, you know, we, we look back and we really haven't gotten a lot since season 35 of returning players. You know, we had Edge of Extinction that had some two and three time players. But other than that, we haven't gotten a lot of one time players. And I feel like in those kind of the last half of the thirties, there's a lot of really great players and a really great characters that I think deserve a second chance. Uh, but I feel like kind of the, the times running out a little bit, you know, I think, uh, I think back to season 35 with like Devin or Lauren Rimmer or someone like that, who would be like a shoe in, if there was a second chance season or a returning season, just one or two seasons after that. But now it's been six or uh, three years, four years now, like since they've played. And I feel like that time is kind of running out. Same with a lot of players from ghost Island or, or things like that. Um, David versus Goliath. So I'm a little nervous that a lot of great players are kind of missing that window that we'll see them come back for a second chance. So I would love a second chance too. uh, But Oh, you you and all of survivor fandom way to have an original <laughs> right. idea come on alex yeah no but it and a second chance season would be outstanding to have yeah what are you like so when you think about advantages or, or lack thereof in the game what are you most excited about what do you hope they do in the future do you want all, more and more advantages or, or are you more of the purest of like we have one idol in the game or one idol at e-camp one idol at the merge and that's it. See, I actually prefer if just all the idols immediately go into Russell's bag. Oh. Um, that's what, or Ben's bag. Or I was going to say, I think you mean Ben's bag. Yeah. So it's, they probably had the same bag, you know? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, some of the, some of the wild advantages and stuff like that, I, I don't necessarily love, but I love the creativity within the hidden immunity idol. Um, I think, they are missing the mark so bad. If sometime in the next three to four seasons, they don't hide an idol at tribal council. Um, that's just a huge missed opportunity. Uh, so I, I, I love hiding idols at challenges or at tribal council or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always thought it was cool. It would be cool. Like if there's a hidden idol, like in the voting booth, maybe like the handle to take off the lid to the urn mm-hmm. is actually an idol. Like that'd be really cool. Um, but I also love what they did in 40 where it's, you have to give it to someone else for 24 hours or whatever before it's a real idol. Um, so just things like that, making hidden idols more creative, more challenging, more difficult because really people have mastered just the standard hidden immunity idol and that gets old after a while. Um, so I would love to see just more creative hiding and ways to play it. Uh, but I really don't want to see a lot of super random advantage menus and stuff like that i just i'm not a big fan of those yeah i do love I, the fake fake ad, uh legacy advantage but okay that's because right. we all know that at this point right yeah no i i agree and i think i want to i want to see go back to unique idols not just like mm. here's a couple of shell of shell string which i know why they're doing that they're trying to create 
opportunities for fake idols, which is is fun TV um, for for the viewers and, and for stuff. But I think it loses a bit of that. And maybe when, because they're not doing like, we're going to different places for each season. We're just always in Fiji. Like the theme of the season, the aura of the season is, is, is less important. But I think when there's not these unique idol, like hidden immunity idols, it loses some of its luster in terms of that's cool to find. That's not cool to find. But I want to see a tri- an idol hidden in plain sight again at a camp. Right. Mm-hmm. I think like what you said, going back to, I'm fine if they want to hide stuff in the jungle, but let's make it clues again. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's make it where, and, or when you get idols or advantages, let's have more stakes in getting them. I, you know, um, you know, this Alex, that I am so upset at, you know, in Island of the Idols, when Elaine has to get like, she has an idol in a challenge, which is like, idol or advantage hidden in a challenge is great and real high stakes, except for in her specific situation, it was a split, like old Lyro, old, I can't even remember the other name of the tribe. Okay. Vokai, right? Four and four. And she just needed to find the thing. And there was no punishment for her getting caught. It was just, hey, get this and you have a steal of it. Mm-hmm. And so- Right. Make them something like make them interesting, intriguing. I think back to Laurel in Ghost Island, which spoiler, uh, I should have said that to begin with. But when she has to like reach down underneath the camp because there's an advantage oh, yeah. hidden underneath the shelter, right? That Or went, go back to Wentworth and Second Chances, right? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting way of hiding an idol. Intriguing adds layers to the game. And I think most importantly, I would we need to bring back the super idol. Now, everyone's going to gawk and be like, what do you mean, Caleb? We need to bring back the super idol from Survivor Korong, where one hidden Im- regular hidden immunity idol can be joined with another regular hidden immunity idol to form a super idol. It adds that element of, can I work? Now it, it benefits me to tell somebody I have a hidden immunity idol, because what if they have one? Now we can team up and will we work together or won't we work together? And it's exciting TV, you know, especially that Korong boat, right? It was, it was a super exciting tribal council and, and how it all played out. Um, now I'm just wishing that like edge of extinction had the super idols. So then when Lauren and Kelly told each other, they had idols, they could actually play it after the boat. And then the final three would be war dog, Kelly and Lauren. Uh, and that would be my favorite top three of all time. So now war dog, war dog so, wins that season. Sorry, buddy. No, man. If, no, if man. war dog gets the oh, homeboy is a play. He can't throw a bag to save his life, but man was a player in the game. <laughs> or actually, or Lauren wins that season. She did pretty well too. Now that I'm thinking, it depends, why do you if, hate me? Why do you hate, I don't me? hate you? Wentworth's great. Wentworth's great. I'm just telling you right. what, what's what. Okay, so moving on. So that's that's fun uh, to think about in terms of advantages. Um, yeah, I, you know, Alex, we've had this conversation before and I don't know where this conversation is going to go, but, uh, okay. here, here on the podcast, but what do you, let's think if we were to plan out the next 10 seasons of survivor, right? We just had winners at war. We're coming into season 41 and let's just say, right. We get to plan the next 10 seasons. What are the seasons that we do? I, I think like to kick us off, like 
right yeah. for me 41 42 is probably two first time player seasons 43 yeah. no, is I, a I totally returner. agree yeah go ahead yeah i, w- I would do the first two seasons new returners all fans uh super diverse cast and let's let's press that reset button on just casting in general you know you said it's kind mm-hmm. of that um series reset um i hope it's a reset on the casting too because um i, I think it needs that but beyond that, I would love a second chance two for 43 because, again, I want to make sure we catch some of those late 30s. Um, you know, I think of like uh, Lauren Beck, um, you know, I'm a big fan of hers, uh, Angelina, like um, people like that, Davey, where, where they Christian were Hubicki. great players. Christian, like great players. But if it keeps going and they don't get a chance to come back, they're not going to. Their life's moving on. Sydney from Korong recently said she'd play again. Like, let's get her back. I, I feel like we need a second chance as soon to, to really solidify some of those uh, players in the thirties as legends. Cause right now you think of legends and you think of people who played the first 20 seasons um, and a few others, right? Like who have played at least three times, yeah. but we're missing a lot of people who haven't had the chance to play more than once. Um, even does Michelle Fitzgerald make it to the final three again, if she plays again, you know, like I, I want to know that. I want to solidify some new school players as legends to then get into this newer school um, of players that we're going to enter into with this, um, with this decade of, or I guess five years. It's not a decade. I, I wonder um, if, I wonder if like the, the new school quote, new school players realize that at some point they're going to be like the middle schoolers. Like, yep. <laughs> They have to go back to middle. Anyways, I find that yeah. funny. Well, because even like here, uh, Winners at War, you know, we saw Kim and Denise kind of saying they're old school when yeah. really I would put them as middle school. Yeah. Um, but so who knows? Anyway, uh, so I would love that. I would love maybe somewhere 46, 47 to be a fans versus favorites. I think it needs to change the format, which we're about to talk about uh, oh, like yeah. a great just hold, idea we have. Everyone put a, stick a pin in that in, in fans versus favorites. Right We're coming back. Yeah, we made it better. Um, it needs to improve. When it's just a tribe of fans and a tribe of favorites who aren't really all that favorite, uh, it's lame. But if we could get some real favorites and a lot of dynamics and some interactions with real fans, so a real fans versus a real favorites, that's what I want. Um, just cause I, I really enjoy that season. And if I were on the show, I would want to play on that season and I would like, I would not do well because I would be way too starstruck. Uh, but I also secretly want Caleb to be on that season with my favorites, not his favorites, just so I get the last laugh. Um, no, exactly. So that with Wentworth or Dean or somebody <laughs> like that. Oh, you know that I want that too, because if and when I get to vote those favorites out, Alex, you know, every single time I'm going to hold up that parchment and give a wink to the camera. And every, all of America is like, oh, look at him. He's being kind of like snarky and sassy. But you will know, Alex, that that wink would, is for you. I would die on the inside. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so more more new school or more new seasons. And then I would love people talk about it. They talked about it for years, like season 50 to be like legends or or something where it's like bring back the most iconic people and actually have it a really iconic cast i think winners at war did a great job of of having that i think they missed the mark on a couple people they should have had on there but i'm not complaining about the people they did have on there if that makes sense uh but i would love like 
we need Colby and Jerry back, right? Like, yeah, get, like get all these legends together where the target it's, it's huge. Yeah. Um, and we even saw that with the winners at war where Parvati and Rob are kind of like, they're not going after us. Like what's, what's going on? Because there were enough other big targets. I want a game where like Parvati could play and not immediately get voted out. That's what I want. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's fair. I, I think we're, we're going to be running if we wait, five years which would be 10 seasons i think maybe could happen would be running close into some of the you know some of those legends right are yeah that was 20 years ago that we were talking about in terms of them playing which would be interesting which now that i'm thinking about it i don't know how old richard hatch is right now but it would be kind of poetic for richard hatch to show back up on survivor and you know be that very older player when like his main alliance, the person that really helped him get to the end was an older player in uh, Rudy. That would, yeah. What, what poetry, which that yeah. is survivor. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think like if I were to plan the next 10 season, at least two, if not three are have some shape of returners. I think two all returner seasons and a third season that has some returners and some new players. You know that I love the blood versus water seasons. I would love to see them try to do that again um, in some form, shape, or fashion. Uh, I just think that, that again, that goes back to the hey, unique elements in the game. I hope to see them I go back to, if they're going to have some themed seasons, let's have, some themes that make sense and that we're not trying to pigeonhole like ghost Island is a great idea in concept. Sure. Let's execute it this time. Uh, or let's not do like uh, let, let's, let's go back to brains, beauty, brawn. Cause that like, it makes sense. They actually use that. Not worlds apart, not right. H H H. Sometimes like actual I, characteristics of people rather than just occupations. Right. Sometimes I, I think they're, they're trying to be too creative and they get ahead of themselves when you can use what works. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, okay. Here's a question though. We're looking at the next 10 seasons. They're likely in Fiji for all of them. Ugh, don't um, remind me. So then they have to do themes, right? So like what yeah. do they, I, I guess that's my question. Do you feel like they have to do themes? Yeah, I feel like there has to be something that makes each season unique, even if it's like adding an element into the game. Like fire, like I said, I want to see fire tokens and how they can be used without Edge of Extinction. Uh, I think yeah. in part they put in fire tokens to make Edge of Extinction more interactive with the game. But I think fire tokens are intriguing enough to stand alone and could create some interesting plays in the game later on. So I, right. And so maybe there's just a, I, I think to credit to Rob Sesternino on RHAP, he said something about like, he could have seen a season that was like survivor fire tokens or like, or survivor Island of fire or something like that. And where they introduce the fire tokens. Right. So I could see like, so again, those like small gameplay elements that have the ability and potential to change the game. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's really good. I yeah. think fire tokens have that ability. I, I will also say this is we'll move on to my our amazing idea. Okay. After this is I, I want to see in the next 10 seasons someone win using the GOAT strategy. And what do I mean by that? I mean someone that can sit there and look everyone in the eye, which whether it'll work or not, and say, 
I played the intentional goat. I got myself here by being disliked, by being seen as, and because I think it's a legitimate strategy to play. For sure. Um, and I also hope, and that goes back to like, I hope we move away from big move survivor uh, in that it's not just about the big moves that you make, but it's about the strategy and relationships that you use along the way. So I don't want to like idle plays are great and awesome, but how did you use that idle play? Was it, is it a Rick Devins where you, you have the vote anyways. And so you got to play it. Or is it a, uh, I, I some, someone else. So, or, or, or is it a Christian Hubicki where like there's, several different votes going on and anyways. Right. Well, it's interesting, you know, we, we, that, that the relationship subtle game versus big moves game. I mean, that's been going on forever. And, and I think back to like our Todd versus um, Earl debate yeah. where we ended at this, this passive, like it's either flashy or subtle. And that's the argument here. Um, the, these two guys are the epitome of the two, but, but I didn't think back like the last five seasons, we had season 36, a very subtle winner, a very relational winner. And that's, that's what got it. Uh, 37 uh, could go either way, you know, um, had some big moves, but more kind of relational and subtle. Uh, I'm trying not to spoil. So oh, that's yeah, why yeah. I'm being a little I'm, discreet I'm to, What here. was 30? I can't remember. Uh, David versus Goliath. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 38, I would argue big, big moves won that game. For um, sure. Hardcore. Uh, 39, subtle moves won that game. Hardcore and relational moves. And I think that was like Island of the Idols. We, that final tribal council, it's, it could have been a turning point to see like, yeah we don't care about big moves. We just, we, we care about the relationships because that was really evident in that tribal council. Uh, but then we have season 40, uh, which again, turned out to be a, a big moves uh, type player who wins. Right, but I'll go back to what you said about Earl versus Todd. We, we labeled Todd as a big move, but in modern Survivor, Todd isn't a big mover because he doesn't oh, play advantages, right? And so it's this idea of like, People can be, quote, big move players without anything, uh, yeah. any advantage or stuff like that. And so it's in some ways it's like, hey, CBS, like trust your players, trust mm-hmm. who you cast to be well. The other thing that we want to say, and then I'm actually I'm going to move on, Alex, is uh, everyone I'm preaching to the choir rid of the final three fire making challenge, uh, which I think I don't know what the quite interesting however i also think an interesting thing could be rather than you can still do a challenge but it changes from season to season like they don't mm. know what the challenge is going to be it might be know your survive like your castmates it might be make a fire it might be do a puzzle it might be balance a thing right so that people can't anticipate and make moves for the final four based off of what the final three challenge is going to be for sure and i i think at one of the, one of the last seasons I had suggested like the, doing the fire challenge at the final five instead of the final four, because I personally, before the fire challenge, um, I, I loved the dynamics of the final four, you know, it's, yeah. it's, who do you go with? Do you force a tie? Do you, do you take the safe bet? You know, all bets are off at that point. And, and I love just the, the intensity of the strategy at that point. And I feel like modern survivor, the intensity ends at the final five. Yeah. Um, and, and now we see like in, in 39 and I think a little bit in 40, it was just like, who can make fire. Okay. Get them out early. Uh, which just doesn't, that doesn't feel right. Uh, but I also think of like, 
what would it look like for final five fire challenge and the top three finishers of the immunity challenge are all safe, right? Like do things like that. I know uh, I've been, I've been dabbling into Australian survivor for the last year or so. They're very long episodes and very long seasons and my attention spans (laughs) and bladder are very small. Uh, So I I can't do it. Um, I haven't finished all the seasons yet, but they do a lot of interesting things at tribal where it's just like, okay, you're both voting people out. Just kidding. Those people are going to the other tribe. Uh, just kidding. That person is taking someone from the original tribe with them. And it's like, I would love to see some, some different twists there. And I think yeah. just switching up that final four challenge could, could be one of those twists. For sure. Anyway. So <laughs> anyway, yes. Yes. We referenced uh, a, 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 a improved fans versus favorite season. And this was an idea that Caleb and I had on the way home from shopping for suits for your wedding maybe i don't know all i know is that this is just an improvement out this is a game changer and i'm not talking about survivor game changers i am talking about survivor blood versus water meets survivor fans versus favorites what are you talking about caleb oh go ahead yes alex i just want to say that for everyone currently working at CBS or has friends or family working at CBS, listen to this. Uh, we have um, stakes that we want um, for this idea. Caleb, uh, <laughs> you, you want to be cast on the show, correct? Obviously, right. On the show. And mm-hmm. I would just like money. So um, that'd be great <laughs> if we could get that for this idea. Thanks. <laughs> Remember, we did copyright everything. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I would also take <laughs> drinks with five of my favorite Survivor players instead of money i'm totally cool with that okay it happen okay fans versus favorites meets blood versus water con com like concept and i don't mean like we're gonna have like family members of fans and family members of fit and that's not what i'm talking about no that's dumb what made the first both blood versus waters but especially the, the first one was this dynamic of how do i like i want to work with my loved one but I also have to fend for myself and I want to make it to a point where I can work with my loved one. But as we've seen in, I won't say which one is which, but in one blood versus water season, the people who are, whose loved ones got voted out early, the single people kind of took control of the game and dominated the game. In another one, it's the exact opposite where the couples took control of the game and eliminated all the single people. So there's this dynamic of, do I work with this person? Are they going to help me? Would they actually hinder me? Uh, in some survivor cases in one season, having a loved one hindered them. Uh, in others, it helped them. Mm-hmm. So, and I think about fans versus favorites, right? What made the first one so great was A, there were some real like strong favorites and then some, the fans were a little bit like w- wanting, not as much as the second fans versus favorites, but there were still some characters. I mean, we, who forgets Chet? Right, Chet, not Kathy, Chet. Tracy, <laughs> such great uh, players, uh, and and Eric, right? Like Eric has one of the most profound. I mean, even Natalie Bolton, right? I, I'm naming sure. we're naming off all these favorites. I don't know that I can name more than four from the uh, second fans versus favorites. Reynolds and Eddie, Allie and Hope, and... the Cool Kids Alliance. That's all you need. Okay, well there you go. Uh, anyways, Alex. So this idea of let's get some real fans and some favorites, but what if starting off the season, it's a fan 
and one of, I mean, ideally it's like their favorite, like one of their favorites, but like just a favorite paired up like in the first Bud versus Water season where they get to meet and spend the first night together strategizing with one another. The fan no game information, right? No game information. They just showed up on the island. Hey, y'all are spending the night together. The game will start tomorrow. Like we'll, we'll get together tomorrow. So the fan and favorite have this opportunity to build it, like talk game to, for the favorite to give the fan advice, like, in the original blood versus water season, like they kind of do the, the favorites, not the favorites, but the returning players give advice. And we see them uh, kind of spending that time together and showing them, showing their loved ones, the ropes. So the fan and favorite get that, but at the uh, start of the next day, when they come back together, split into two tribes of, fan or not necessarily did we say fans and favorites or was it just like matter but like the the great thing about this i i actually i think it's better if it's like if it's two tribes of 10 there's there's five fans and five favorites because what we talked about was was, right if i let's say we talk about how the all the time that i'm kind of like the young rick devins at times all right so if, if rick devins is my favorite that i'm paired up with he might say hey caleb I'm really tight with Chris Underwood. I mean, Chris Underwood's probably not coming back at this point, like for, at least for this type of season, but you never know. Uh, I'm going to use this example. You like, you need to work with him. Like we're, we're, I'm working, I'm planning to work with him in the game. Okay. So now I go to my like Alliance and maybe Chris Underwood shows up on my tribe and I go, Hey, Chris, like Devin's and I, I like, I'm with you. Or do I work with him? Do I not work? So like it gives these fans some tangible like ways to work with survivor players. But then there's another layer, Alex. Rather than like finding advantages for you at your camp, you find advantages that you could either keep for a lesser power mm-hmm. or send to your partner for a greater mm-hmm. power. So if I find a hidden immunity idol, maybe it's good for only two tribal councils. But if I send it to my partner, it's a full immunity idol. Exactly. And and I feel like that's that hits on what Blood versus Water was missing a little bit, where it's like you're actually playing as pairs. You're playing as 10 groups of two uh, on two different tribes. And, and so it's like you have to work with your favorite at, to some degree. Um, but I, I think it'd be really interesting, especially if you get 10 really, really big Survivor fans, because you know, you put the two of us on the show and say, Hey, you're going to be with one of your favorites. I could list off about 30 former players that I would lose my freaking mind if I was stranded on a night zero with them. Right. Like, even if it's not like my, the player I named my dog after, right. Like it can be any of the other 29 (laughs) and I would lose it. So I feel like that'd be really cool. And then you'd see like in the confessionals, the, the back and forth, you know, for you, you would probably cut your favorite relatively easily. But for me, like I would struggle with like, do I work with him or her? Do I not? Like, what, what do I do? And, and I don't think I'd be able to do it. And so then it's like, is my favorite, if it's Sari or Wentworth or Dean or Malcolm, whoever, Jeremy, like they're just cutting me. And, and it's like, oh man, but then are they the jerk? It's just, I feel like it just, it provides a lot of like fun internal conflict when you have a pair but you actually have no tie to them right it makes me think of like (laughs) like this uh stanford prison experiment right where it's just like 
hey, here's your role, go do it. And it's like, people just own it. You know, hey, here's your partner. You just met them, but you idolize them. What do you do? Do you vote them out or do you not? Right. And it's, I don't know. it's a, I think it'd be cool. Well, then it's a, like a conflict of interest for the fa- uh, the favorite potentially too, because they could say like, here's someone I can work with that's going to be, and I think you could even build in an element to like, for the favorite of, hey, like some kind of mechanic that makes them want to work. Like obviously the fan is probably going to want to work with, um, but like not that the favorite needs to kind of like coddle that fan or like if they, mm-hmm. if they don't get to the end, they're not going to like the favorite won't win, but like a, Hey, if your fan gets to X days, you get X. Oh uh, yeah. Right. And so maybe like only the favorites know that. Right? Yeah. So maybe right. The favorites could find a secret advantage to say, if your partner makes it to the merge, you win $20,000. Yeah. Right. Then like Rick Devins is going to fight hard to make sure you make it. Right. I mean, or even an in-game thing, like for both sides too. Like if your partner makes it to blank, you get blank. So yeah. I mean, CBS can hire me if they want to. Uh, that'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, I would take that. Yeah. But or that is a, a fun those, you know. season. I think that fixes blood versus not just fixes, fixes fan versus favorites. Cause like the, the dynamic really is like, we want some solid fans. We want to see our favorites, but in both of the, seasons it tends to be kind of like the favorites running the show i'd love to see some fans rise up and and find some ways to be more than just like the punching bag of the favorites yeah um so caleb here's the big question um who who would you want like who would be your partner why why would you a couple questions because i can't answer it either but who would you who would you think you would work best with on the island or a couple of people you think you would work best with. And then who do you think CBS would pair you with? Mm. I mean, right off the bat, the person I probably work the best with and to probably to the detriment to both of us uh, would be Adam Klein. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You have like the two overthinkers of the group, uh, but may either that would even like go really well for us because like one of us would hold the other in check uh, or we both just like spiral down into our, our own minds. Uh, so maybe not the best that I'd work with, but uh, I would definitely want to work with him. Uh, I also think about, I mean, I think I would do really well with Sarah Lucina. Uh, oh, you guys I don't, are deadly. I don't know that she felt like, I mean, we're talking like, if you haven't watched her games, you really need to go back and look at the like relational piece that she has to her games. I think it's very subtle and not shown well on camera but she is very relational, but also very like cutthroat. I'm also very relational and also can be cutthroat. So I do believe what? that we would uh, get into some trouble ourselves. I mean, maybe not anymore because we've seen how like she'd be such a big threat. Um, but I, I also, I also would think would love and really love to be cast with someone like Dominic Abate. Um, hmm. Mainly because like, he has an aggressive st- play style, but also is like very, I'm not, let me be clear. I am not Wendell. Very clear. Uh, like cool. I, I, I'm, I'm a I different. I like Wendell much more than I like you. <laughs> different play style <laughs> than Wendell. But I think you know, I would play in similar ways to Dom, but it's kind of like the younger version. I've already said I was the younger version of Rick Devins. Like 
I'm the younger version of Rick Devins on my very extroverted days. And I'm the younger version of Dominic Abante mm. on my very like more collected days. Yeah. Well, it's interesting about, you know, the people you listed and stuff like that, the, the, the different ways CBS could, could cast that or, or market that is you have two players you mentioned, Rick Devins. I know you didn't mention him in this section, but you mentioned Rick Devins and Dom being kind of like, you're the younger version of that one. But then you also have like two kind of a little bit more erratic overthinkers, which you can, you can get on that train with oh, Adam for and sure. Devins for sure. But also two very, very cutthroat players in Lucina and Dom. So it's kind of like you, you've, you would be somewhere in there. I see that. Oh, I yeah, see that. Yeah. You, do you have anyone that? Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think an easy um, sell would be like a Stephen Fishback, right? Like we would geek out together, but also like not be super great in challenges together. <laughs> so like it wouldn't fare well for us, but I would have a great time. Um, we like hit each other's platforms, you know, <laughs> the slingshot. I'm, it I'm, out really I'm well. picturing, and you know, Stephen makes fun of himself. Uh, so, and I love Stephen Fishback, and I don't know that I'd be any better at challenges, but I'm, not, I'm picturing like Stephen, like coaching you on a challenge and like the I, <laughs> like a slingshot challenge. He's like, no, Alex, you have to. <laughs> But I don't know. I think I think the you know other players I think could do well with would be like really like calm, cool, collected players. Because um, I I feel like at times at, when I'm at my best, I can be super chill, super level headed, see all sides of things, and really make good decisions that way. When I'm stressed, I'm the exact opposite, and I'm I'm frantic and in my head. And so I think Stephen may bring out more that uh, uh, <laughs> anxious side of me. Uh, but I think like a, a Malcolm, a, a Dean, a Wendell uh, could really do well for me to kind of cal calm me down and mellow me out a little bit. Um, but I, as I previously mentioned, I wouldn't say no to a, a Kelly Wentworth or like a Sierra or something like that of kind of like a, a, a more cutthroat villainous uh, female counterpart. I think I could do pretty well with as well. Yeah, man. What great times. There's a lot of great uh, ideas. That's one of ours. Uh, but yeah, Alex, I, I think we've probably talked long enough. Way longer. Yeah, uh, way longer than we thought we were. This, I mean, in my mind, this was a 15-minute episode. Yeah, no, I didn't. I knew this was going to be longer because I know I know me in particular, but I also know both of us together. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, we're excited to kind of launch season two of Speaking Llama. Obviously, we took a couple weeks off. We had Caleb's wedding. We had a snowstorm uh, happening at the exact same time. Um, stay tuned to hear that story yeah. these days. Um, that would be a whole episode, uh, but also just, you know, taking a quick break and we're excited to be back. We've, we've planned out like 10 to 12 episodes that we're going to be releasing each week. We're excited about that. And, and we have some amazing matchups coming up and it's, it's awesome because our first 20 episodes, we had incredible players, right? But we have so many more incredible players. We still have to talk about. Uh, I think we were listing out just players we want to talk about and we think not only we want to talk about, but we think would be good for an episode. And we had like 75 or something like that. Like we had a ton, maybe at least 50. 70, 75 is a little bit much. <laughs> it was on like so, one sheet of paper, Alex. Come on now. <laughs> it, it was it was like a Google Doc. How can you tell that's one sheet of paper? I can tell. Um, so I we've got some fun episodes. I think 
one really fun one with players we've mentioned today. We, we will we will share it right now. Our first episode of season two, I guess our second episode if you count this. Um, we have an original debate that we thought of and we were planning to do when we first thought of this podcast idea. We had three or four kind of back and forth of who we want to talk about and who we think we could argue well for. And this was one of them. Uh, and it is uh, the first and second place finishers of Survivor Ghost Island going up against each other. So uh, it's our second time doing two players who have actually competed in a final tribal council together. I'm excited this time I'll be arguing for the person who ended up winning. Um, that's a nice change on my end, but I think it's going to be a good episode. I think we're going to have a lot to say. And those players are quite literally very evenly matched. Oh, very wink, wink. evenly matched. So, yeah, and we got some great ones. Alex, I think I think I can tell everyone. I I won't say all the other players that are happening, but can, can okay. I tell them the big one that's coming? The big one we keep pushing off because we just, our little hearts can't take it. Yeah, because, yes, that one, because we love them both so much, but we will at some point be releasing our Tony versus Parvati two of the two arguably the two greatest survivor players to play the game man that is going to be a doozy it will be and i am not looking forward to that because i'm a man of honor and i honor dibs and i am not sad for who i have but i'm sad for who i don't have Mm. that episode we'll let people figure out who that is exactly exactly well This is Alex and Caleb. We are signing off for this episode. Uh, Let's go season 41. We're excited to kind of count down the new season together. So we will uh, talk to you soon.